Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Oh, my God! Would you please tell him that instead of presents this year, I just want my family back. Rudolph, with your nose so bright, won't you guide my sleigh tonight? It must be magic. I must find some way to keep Christmas from coming. Nobody's walking out on this fun, old-fashioned family Christmas. Isn't there anyone who knows what Christmas is all about? True, Charlie Brown. I can tell you what Christmas is all about. Seeing isn't believing. Believing is seeing. The best way to spread Christmas cheer is singing loud for all to hear. everybody we're back for another week of tis the podcast the podcast dedicated to keeping the christmas spirit alive 365 days a year i'm julia i'm anthony i'm tom that's your line todd (laughs) (laughs) and i'm todd (gasps) todd who is this todd creature we're speaking of it couldn't be todd killian from the christmas clatter podcast could it yep that, that would be me Yay. <laughs> we have a guest host this week. Listeners, you are in for a true treat. Uh, we are combining forces like She-Ra and He-Man. And we are we are powering up together and joining joining together with another Christmas podcaster. Um Todd Killian is a super faithful listener. Um and he has the opportunity to help pick a movie this week and then co-host with us as well because he He's one of our patrons on Patreon. Um, we are super pumped to have you, Todd. Thank you so much for joining us. Th- thanks for having me. I appreciate it. How have y'all's weeks been? <laughs> I finally saw a movie you guys have talked about. Which <gasps> one? Uh, on my flight to Georgia, I saw Into the Spider-Verse. <gasps> what did you think? Don't I you dare it. say meh. Okay. No, gosh. I loved it. It's the it's the way all superhero movies should be. It set a new bar for me. It's so right? good, right? It's Have so you seen good. it, Todd? Yes, yes. Yeah, oh. I really enjoyed it. I, I really enjoyed the uh, different animation ratios and things they used. It was really cool. Yeah. So I even watched it with my mother in law and she she really liked it as well. So you know she's That's a win. Yeah, she's like seventy, seventy one years old and she loved it. So I loved Lady Doc Ock. Yes, I love. Oh I yeah, it. yeah, that was a fun interpretation. Did y'all <laughs> yeah. immediately buy the soundtrack? I think Anthony, you did, right? I did. Yeah, like when I was walking out of the theater, I'm like, bought, done. <laughs> I tend to do that with a lot of the superhero scores, like Avengers Endgame. Like I bought that during the credit end credits because I was like, <laughs> that soundtrack. Is- <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I got it then, and then I got to Atlanta. And got on my flight to go across the, across the pond, and the plane. I flew Virgin Atlantic. The plane had no Wi-Fi, and oh. about three quarters of the monitors went out on the plane, including mine. Oh no, it's <laughs> the worst. It's a fun flight. A long flight, y'all. Did you have the Tissa podcast archives in your podcast app to listen to and keep you company? No. <laughs> a little sad <laughs> <laughs> no i i just figured we crack ourselves up so it wouldn't you know no i did have an audiobook and a regular book on my which, which audiobook and which regular book uh the same i'm rereading uh the king killer chronicles by patrick rothfuss 
Ah, nice. It's fantasy, right? Mm -hmm. I know I meant to tell you, Tom. I started Good Omens. (gasps) What did you think? It is an amazing adaptation. I I told you. Perfectly cast, perfectly written. David Tennant as Crowley, right? Yeah, but like, do not discount Michael Sheen either. I'm not, I'm not. It's just the, the David Tennant was the big selling point for me. Oh, for sure. Todd, have you seen it? Or no. The book? No, neither one. Oh, uh, it's so good. Seeing the advertisements all over the Amazon boxes, though, so, so I'll, yep. I'll get to it eventually. So. Yeah, I'm in that same boat, Todd. <laughs> it's on my list. Did you, too many things to watch nowadays. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's for that's sure. True. Did you see Neil Gaiman in it? No. He was in the theater in, like, I think, episode three by himself. And when they had written the book, he had, like when it was supposed to go to the film, he and Terry were going to, Pratchett were going to be cameos in a sushi restaurant just so they could sit around and eat sushi all day for free. And while well, they <laughs> did all the takes and uh, Neil said he couldn't do it uh, without Terry. It was too hard for him. So he Aww. has another Aww. cameo. That's Terry cool. dead or something? Terry is dead. Terry's very Terry dead. Uh, what happened? Like, did he recently die? I think this is like two years ago now, right? Yeah. Two years ago now. That's sad. Yeah, it is. It was Terry who wrote The Hogfather, right? That's a Christmas one we have to cover at some point. We do have to cover that one. Oh, we also need to do the Phineas and Ferb Christmas episodes. Uh, yeah, we do. Okay. <laughs> I, love that. I love that show. I love Somebody that Somebody at work brought I it up. A... <laughs> I went through all the Salesforce uh, Summer 19 release stuff at work today, and because it's the summer release, I put pictures of Phineas and Ferb in it because... <laughs> It's 104 days of summer. So nobody got it except the people on my team, which was kind of a letdown. But then we talked about Phineas and Ferb for a long time. Anyway, um, we are not talking about Phineas and Ferb this week. This week we are, sadly, (laughs) this week, um, as selected by Todd, we are covering the ABC Family, don't confuse it with Hallmark, movie from 2011, 12 Dates of Christmas. Not um, the 12 dates of Christmas, 12 dates of Christmas. Yes. <laughs> they are different movies, which you <laughs> learn real quick when you search for them and try and find Amy Smart, but instead you see Molly Shannon, and that's different. Um, so the 12 dates of Christmas, we'll do a quick synopsis here, and then we'll get into our director and actor details. Okay. Very unique storyline. <laughs> very unique A story that follows Kate, a young woman who, after a horrible blind date on Christmas Eve, wakes up to find she is reliving that same day and date all over again. Although there is no groundhog involved, and there's definitely no Bill Murray. Not a bit. Not a shred, which bums me out a little bit. I'm curious. This is the first time I'd seen the movie, first time I'd even heard of the movie. Let's get histories out of the way very quickly. Todd, what is your history with this movie since you selected it? The first time I seen it was um, about five years ago. It was on, it was streaming on Netflix and we were in between, it was Christmas time and we were in between selling a house and buying a house. So we didn't have any Christmas decorations up because we didn't want to put them up just to take them down and move. Well, we were in the new house and we hadn't closed yet. So we were hesitant. So the house was completely bare and it's first part of December I was about to hyperventilate over that. And, and we, came, we came in, it was a Sunday afternoon. We came in from church. We swung by and grabbed uh, uh, some sub sandwiches. And we turned on this movie and it was just enough sweetness and candy just kind of <laughs> eased the tensions of, of 
of what we were in at the time. So <laughs> I, I want to correct your synopsis. It wasn't a horrible blind date. It's just Kate was a horrible person. Yeah, no, time. that's accurate. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to reject and say Kate made the date horrible is what it should say. But. Right. Yeah, that was not a great, yeah. that was not a great synopsis. That, that, that synopsis leaves some room for the honest to be on, a, uh, on Mark Paul Gosler, and it, it was not. I think we also have to just add, Todd, that Kate was not just a horrible person. She was probably one of the most pathetic and weak characters <laughs> in a Christmas movie. Um, I'm I, I'm Kate, Kate is the worst. Kate is the worst. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's, let's, let me, I'm doing this again, but I'm keeping the original synopsis in because it was such a travesty. Let's try this other one that's on Internet Movie Database that I took a time to read this time before I read it out loud. Okay. <laughs> Starring Amy Smart and Mark Paul Gossler, 12 Dates of Christmas is a romantic comedy that follows Kate, Amy Smart, a young woman who relives the same first date on Christmas Eve over and over again. In an attempt to win back her ex-boyfriend on Christmas Eve, Kate ends up ruining her blind date with Miles, Mark Paul Gossler, a handsome guy she's been set up with. In a strange twist of fate, Kate is given the chance to relive Christmas Eve 12 times. Kate decides to embrace that Christmas Eve has given her a loving family, great friends, and Miles, who turns out to be a great guy. However, just as she seems to think she's gotten it right, the clock strikes midnight and Kate must relive Christmas Eve once again. Under these weird new circumstances, Kate learns to take risks and enjoy what she's been given. Thanks to the gift of Christmas Eve, Kate finds happiness by finally trusting fate. That one's better. <laughs> I'm going to make a correction to that synopsis and say, <laughs> comedy? <laughs> oh, Anthony. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Okay, so Anthony, what's your history? Uh, I have seen bits and pieces of this movie. I have never seen it in full until uh, this evening, and uh, yeah, I will leave. <laughs> I will leave it at that <laughs> until we get into discussion. Tom, uh, I've watched it probably more than once. My first time watching it is not memorable, but it's a it's an okay schmaltzy feel good Christmas movie. There's a redemptive arc in there. That's going to be debatable. <laughs> Todd, Todd, I will say this is a normal dynamic. One of us is always crapping on the other three's movies, so I'm sorry. In Pretty much. Uh, don't worry about it. I, I've listened enough to know. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I didn't expect anybody to really like this movie a whole lot. It's just... It's one, so you, you picked like it purposely to, to torture us. No, not not, <laughs> not not to torture you. I mean, this I know it's not a great movie, but it kind of holds. It kind of was the right movie at the right time and kind of hit the right fields, you know. So it kind of get wedged in. It kind of got wedged in there, probably a little higher on my ranking than it it really should be. But you know, when I was thinking of a movie, I I, I didn't want to, you know, it's a wonderful life's my all time favorite, and I did I knew you guys would get to that movie eventually, but I didn't want to be like Jurassic world and you know takes place during christmas time but it's like <laughs> nothing christmas about it at all so I, I wanted to pick something that maybe it'd take a while for you to get to so wait was jurassic world at christmas time yes yeah oh man I, they, they, they send the kids over that's why the kids are there right yeah yeah oh man yeah. Um, i i think that's just you can cover it at some point i mean it's, it's like, got a cute, a cute um, face in it with <laughs> <laughs> I just hope by the end of this that Todd will acknowledge that Anthony is truly the one that's the worst. <laughs> that's the goal I'm setting out here. 
Tom, we have been getting along so well the past few weeks, and you start this war. <laughs> I'm cranky and tired. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about our cast here. So, director of this film is James Heyman. Um, looks like he's got a lot of producer and like executive producer credits to his name for some pretty good things. Ugly Betty, Joan of Arcadia. Y'all remember that show? Y'all remember that show? I didn't watch it. Oh, I didn't either, but I remember it. Judging Amy. I loved Judging Amy. I love that show. And then as far as actually- Was he involved with Don't Talk to the Bee and, or Don't Trust the Bee in Apartment 23? I love that show. Doesn't look like it. Not from a producer perspective. I have such Um, a crush on Kristen Ritter in that show. (laughs) Um. His director credits what? a lot of TV. <laughs> I, said, I said I had such a crush well, on Kristen Ritter in that show. I just don't get it. <laughs> What's not to get? I don't know. Uh, the, best, <laughs> the, the single best part of that show was... James Mark, Vanderbeek? Was James Vanderbeek making fun of James Vanderbeek so much. <laughs> Did I ever tell you all about my obsession with Dawson's Creek? I feel yes. like it's come up. Because your teacher used to set aside time to talk about it, right? Yeah, we used to get to talk about it every Thursday in class in English for AP or three AP. Seems to me somebody who's the worst would repeat themselves a million times on this show. Just Seems to me someone who's the worst probably wouldn't get up at three o'clock in the morning and be told by his fellow host that they went ahead and decided to cancel the episode after only for him to wake up and find out he's sitting on a Zoom by himself. Oh man, it would have been. <laughs> it wouldn't have been funny, but in another universe, it would have been funny if, like me and you, had already gone to bed. Julia and Tom's just sitting up. There. Oh my gosh, that would have been terrible. Like hour bed forever. <laughs> well, looks like I'm gonna I'm gonna mention one more credit to this director's name. He's also uh, he was a part of Northern Exposure. <gasps> on that show for reals. Or realsy director. That's even better. He was a director. Wow, that show's so good. Did y'all ever watch that? Yeah. Nope. You say nope, Anthony? I said nope. Oh, I don't. Man. I don't think Anthony was out of diapers while it was on TV. You yeah, know probably. what? I watched a lot of shows. I watch a lot of shows I wasn't born for or old enough to watch at the time. Tom. But Northern <laughs> Exposure isn't one that I think carried the same amount of. Uh, it doesn't have the same love that other ones do. Although a while back they were selling the box set and it came in a little zipper jacket. Oh. <laughs> Did you ever watch it, Todd? Oh yeah. I, I remember watching it when it was on I think it's I'm probably older time. than all all three of you guys. So <laughs> How old are you, Todd? Forty one. I'll be forty two next month. So Golly, are you yes! serious? You do not look like you're in your forties. Yeah. Like not even a little not bit. the old guy tonight. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, what month is your birthday, Tom? September. You're 82, right? 81. Oh, you're 81. That's right. You mm-hmm. are older than me. I'm older than you. Just by a tick. All right. With three senior citizens here. I'm going to hit you through the screen if you <laughs> Giving you my mom eyes. Um, that doesn't help your case for not being old. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, Oh man, the minute one of Sarah's friends became a mom in Canada, I don't know, like the glares she gives if she gets annoyed, like with 
like me or her husband when we're like just dude messing around up there the mom eyes like the instinctual thing like immediately stops it's a thing yeah christine's got them and i don't like it <laughs> it's a thing it'll tell her you don't um, do sorry <laughs> and then she'll give you even the <laughs> harder then, glare then usually she'll just roll her eyes at me give you the wife eyes and tell me tom you're the worst so another writer on this movie is aaron mendelson it looks like he's got quite a few christmas chops so he did santa buddies so yeah he did he's worked on the air buddies movies um all of them it appears so he knows what christmas is all about um also a producer of some tv stuff and and tv movies as well but it's always nice to see people who have had a hand in some Christmas stuff, you know, tend to carry the trend on. It's a more than one Christmas thing. Um, our other writer, Janet Brownell, for this movie, it uh, looks like she did some stuff on The Wonderful World of Disney, which is always oh. exciting for me to see. Um, also, uh, at least two Christmas made-for-TV movies. And she was a producer of a Gilda Radner. It's always something special. So this well, girl's got to have some... Christmas in Connecticut and the Christmas tree. What are some clever names right there? They are. <laughs> they are. I agree. All right. So as far as our actors goes, there's like three to cover because most of the movie is really focused on these three people. Um, in our lead heroine role, it's Amy Smart. We've seen her one other time on this podcast in the movie Just Friends. Um, that we what did we say that was a Christmas movie or not? I can't even remember. I think we said it was. Did we say it was? I thought we said did it was we? Set at I thought we said it wasn't. Okay, it wasn't then. I'm fine with I'm that. I'm gonna say it wasn't. Um, <laughs> so um, Amy Smart plays Kate Stanton, um, our girl who is reliving the same Christmas Eve over and over and over again, or twelve times. Todd, what do you think of Amy Smart in general? It's okay. I mean, I haven't seen her in a lot of things because they usually tend not to be that great. So I really liked her in Butterfly Effect, and that. Oh, that was her. Oh, she was in that. Yeah. That was a pretty wow. good movie. That was a really good movie. Probably my so favorite like, Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. Yeah, that was a good Ashton Kutcher. I think we talked about this last time. We, we I think so, too. Smart because I think we talked about the alternate ending. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah, I watched the theatric, or the director's version accidentally first, and then I tried to watch the theatrical release, and I just quit. Um, our main guy in the movie is Mark Paul Gossler, who you will more than, like, more than likely know from Saved by the Bell. He was he was the cutie McCute face, Zach Morris on Saved by the Bell. Um, not a ton of stuff. It seems like he dropped off the face of the earth for a while, but he's made some reappearances in some different TV shows lately. I like, <laughs> I always liked him, whether he can act or not. He makes me happy to watch. Um, I'm happy you didn't go the way of Screech. Yes. You mean doing porn? (laughs) Uh, Getting arrested for knifing somebody? Wasn't that what he got arrested for? Oh, my God. I I just remember him doing porn. He did did porn? Pretty sure. Yeah, that would be nice somebody. Out of every actor on that show, it's like the person you would last expect to go that route. (laughs) Both the violent route and the adult film route. Yeah, he did amateur porn. <laughs> oh, boy. 
Dustin oh, Diamond. Um, <laughs> uh, do y'all have any favorite Mark Paul Gossler roles? Mine would probably be Saved by the Bell. Yeah. Um, I don't think there's much that Mark Paul Gossler's done that I haven't liked him in that I've seen, honestly. Yeah, see, that's how I feel too. I really like him a lot, um, except for m- maybe... So he's in um, The Passage. If they kept the same name, right? Let me make sure. Yeah, he plays yeah. Walgast in The Passage, which is a book I love by Justin Cronin. Um, it's an amazing series. Um, just absolutely amazing. And he plays Walgast, and I really liked that. Um, I did try watching Saved by the Bell, the, uh, the college years recently. It's bad. Bad idea. <laughs> you agree? What did you, you, what agree, did you think about Saved by the Bell new class? No. I liked it at the time. <laughs> <laughs> Anything but Saved by the Bell... Anything else is is trash. <laughs> the college years was really, really, really bad. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's because I went to college since I tried watching it before, but it is just bad. Do, do you remember the Saved by the Bell movies, though? The Hawaiian one and the Las Vegas. I do, the Hawaiian style. Yep. Yep, and I do. the Las Vegas wedding. Wedding in Vegas, yeah. Yep. yep. I remember both of those. Okay. So you were you were a Zach Zach not Slater fan, Julia. I was. Yeah, I always like Zach better than than AC Slater. I never liked the jocks though, so that was pretty understandable to me. Kelly Kapowski, Lisa Turtle, and a uh, yeah. Jesse Spano. Jesse Spano. What was your predilection? <laughs> Kelly Kapowski. Yeah, uh, mine probably was too, actually. Todd. Why I still love the North Pole movie. Third that. <laughs> Wait, what did you say? He said third that. <laughs> you guys remember when uh, Saved by the Bell was set in Indiana the first season or so? Was it really? Uh huh. Yeah. They had that teacher. That uh, old teacher. That they were teacher. middle school at that time, right? Right. It had uh, Mr. Belding and Screech and Lisa and Zach and then. Somehow all four of them get transplanted to Southern California. To, yeah. What? <laughs> together. Yeah, they had that other friend of Zach's the first season. I don't remember. Right. Yep. Right. It's well, kind of like the, fir- the first seasons of Boy Meets World when they had that Mr. Turner guy around and Minkus and all those other kids who disappeared after a while. I don't even remember. He just disappeared? Huh? Yeah, he Didn't disappeared after disappear? like the first three seasons. Was he in, um, he was in Girl Meets World, right? Yes, he was. Yes. Okay, brought him back. that's right. Then, that's what I'm thinking of. Okay, so our our third person of note, just because he plays an important part in Kate's evolution as a character, <laughs> I was going to say Kate's obsessive mind <laughs> is Benjamin. Ugh, I'm going to butcher this. Ayers. Um, he plays Kate's former boyfriend who she's trying to connect with again and she thinks this is her purpose in life so he's been an actor in quite a few tv things uh here and there you know suits burden of truth lots of those kind of um tnt television shows tnt knows drama they do i've heard that i don't see a lot of other christmas stuff though in his history so we may see him again in christmas but so far this is it so this movie is groundhog day repurposed for Christmas. And I would say with a unique twist on it, but I'm not even sure I could say that because it's not that unique of a twist. <laughs> What's the unique twist? Yeah, there's well, not one. I, 
What did I miss? <laughs> so our uh, our Bill Murray is Amy Smart in this movie, and she she's at a Christmas party for her office, goes to pick up a cashmere sweater for her ex-boyfriend she hasn't seen in quite some time, but she's reconnecting with that night on Christmas Eve, and she gets spritzed in the face by perfume and ends up fainting. And it is at this moment she reawakens every day. So this is her um, I've got you babe moment that Bill Murray had in Groundhog Day. Hers is getting spritzed in the face on the ground in a department store. I'm a little perturbed by the fact that you keep comparing Amy Smart to Bill Murray. I'm comparing the movies <laughs> they're given the premise is similar. We're, we're talking the trope because Bill Murray is just kind of the iconic person in that role. Oh, I yeah. know. Well, for, for if this is any listener's first show, this is the third Christmas Groundhog Day movie we have covered on the show so far. Two and a half. The first being Pete. Yes. The first being <laughs> Pete Christmas, the lost episode, which people are <laughs> finally starting to ask about after a year and a half. Well, good lord, we keep bringing it up in hopes that they will. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it still took a year and a half for and people then. to start asking. And the second being <laughs> Christmas Every Day, which was another. ABC Family original movie. Oh, it was ABC Family, wasn't it? Yep. Wow, ABC, way to beat a dead horse. <laughs> Where did you guys watch this, by the way? Can I ask? Well, I bought it on Amazon Prime because you couldn't rent it. You had to buy it. <laughs> so I, bought I it. rented it on iTunes. Oh, I didn't even think about renting it on iTunes. What about you, Tom? Uh, Todd. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I've, owned it. I've owned it for a while, but I own it on Amazon. Okay. So. All right. Yeah. I do too. <laughs> I, I I streamed it for free online. Thanks for sharing the stream with us, bro. Yeah. It, it was literally tonight, like after the conversation. I googled it tonight. I, was, I thought I was gonna have to get it on Amazon too, but I was like, let me check it out. It was on like one two three movie dot com or something like that. But oh, the, the reason I site. why oh, we have Max, so we don't have to worry as much. Never mind. The re the reason I ask though is because the version I watched had the old ABC family logo in the corner with the old 25 days of Christmas Santa popping up throughout the movie. And, oh, uh, I love that. That. Made, that made me so happy. Mm -hmm. So I'll be honest with you. This movie made me so happy. The acting is not great. Uh, the storyline has totally been done before and it's, it's not even done well in my opinion, but there's something about these movies as schmaltzy 100%. as they are that it makes me happy. And I smiled I even, you know, there were moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, did that just happen? But I did not hate this movie. I really liked Mark Paul's character. I really liked him. I did too. I liked that he was really relatable. He seemed He's real. Earnest. Mm -hmm. He's earnest. I wish I could blame my hate for this movie on Amy Smart, but I can't. I blame the writing and the horrific character they made her. She's pretty terrible. So let's talk she, about that. She is terrible. And so here's the thing. But, right? I, but. I Pete was terrible. Scrooge was terrible. The kid in Christmas every day was terrible. You know, they all, all these people in these movies have to learn a lesson, right? But like, I still understood where the others were coming from like her with her obsession with her ex uh, she just seemed very pathetic and weak to me so i'm surprised you i don't know if you liked her julia but she just seemed so pathetic and weak to me and like i don't know she annoyed the heck out of me but i did i did not like amy smart in this movie but i don't like amy smart anyway she uh 
So she plays the same person in everything, and the person she plays, I don't, I don't connect with. I don't like. But, but see, really. like, I can't like even blame her completely for this time because it was the writing. They made her weak. I mean, yeah, you, her acting didn't help it, but you put good actors in there, it's still a weak character. The way she mm-hmm. was acting, like, oh, I don't know. She annoyed the heck out of me. She was underdeveloped. I think what they were trying to get at was she's always makes a plan and sticks with it, and she lives or dies by it no matter what, and I think that wasn't all that clear. That's why she was mm-hmm. so stuck to her guns and doing what she was doing is because she doesn't like to deviate from her plans so much, and and I've only learned that from watching it more times than I should admit, but... <laughs> <laughs> but I think she's ride or die. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. when she gets that tattoo and dyes her hair black. Yeah. Oh my god. But, <laughs> you know, to to really understand her motivation, you kind of got to go back to that scene where she goes to the doctor and he kind of explains the whole thing. Right. In, in those like minute and a half or whatever he's in the movie, he kind of explains everything you need to know about her. So. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he nails her. Don't, yeah. Don't uh, don't say it, Anthony. What? <laughs> I know. I wasn't going to say it. He really nails her personality traits, doesn't he? <laughs> he knows what she's all about. I, I will say, though, like, I felt bad for the poor dog who had to spend Christmas Eve with her. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I actually have a question for you guys. What's, what, are you, what is your opinion on the 12 Days of Christmas, a song? I don't like it. I like the Muppets version. The Muppets <gasps> version is amazing. But other than that, Every, every time it comes on, I hit the skip button. You know, every once yeah. in a while, every once in a while, I might listen to like uh, Bing Crosby or something. Every once in a great while, but other than that, but even good. when you're doing that, are you listening to all twelve days? Or are you listening to like the first five and you're like five golden rings and I'm out? Oh, no. <laughs> once you start a song, you got to finish it. So <laughs> really, yeah. I, I don't live by that rule. <laughs> I don't either. I'm clearly. <laughs> play my favorite verse and skip <laughs> <laughs> the Muppets a, yeah I totally agree with yeah. the Muppets version being the best I like the Disney one the old Disney one I used to have the cassette tape when I was a kid it was all the Disney characters singing it oh, and the closer they got to 12 like you could it was like sound effects like the things crashing in the background and stuff because they were just going wild I <laughs> funny very Muppety in other words <laughs> yeah but what do you think of that song Tom I can't do it. I don't have the attention span. So I don't I don't mind the song. But five minutes into this movie, they played it like ten times already. And I was like, I'm over it. Um, so I don't buy that everything that happened for her only took twelve days. I'm gonna reference Groundhog Day again. They say that Bill Murray was actually trapped in Groundhog Day for years, right? Years. He masters the piano. He does all these other things and like that makes sense. But the fact that she got really good at cooking that fast doesn't seem realistic to me. And like, what was the other thing that she totally had mastered by the end of like 10 dates? Anyway, it was something I don't buy the timeline. I don't think she could actually master stuff in that amount of time. Yeah, I, I liked I did like that about Pete's Christmas. Oh, shocker. I'm saying something nice. I liked it about Pete's Christmas and Christmas every day. They didn't give a time for how long the two of them were stuck. Right. We don't and know how long it took Pete to learn to play the guitar. Yeah, or that mm-hmm. kid in the other one to learn how to make that basketball shot or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But I get why they had to do it. They named the film The 12 Days well, of Christmas. They had to do The 12 Days. So I get it. I mean, it would have been better if they left it ambiguous. 
Right. Well, it, it was 12 days because of the uh, 12 days Easter eggs in each of the days. Right. Right. The kids dressed right. like the turtle does. Yeah. I, yeah. I did like those. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, you get, some of them you have to really look for, but others are obvious. So. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to rewatch it again. I caught some of them, but not all of them. I will say the partridge pin on the TV scared me when its eyes started to glow. Uh, like, yeah, that was, <laughs> that was a little creepy. It freaked that dog out every night. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so since the, these 12 dates are all about her growth, right, and her trying to find out, like to break that cycle of her being stuck in these days is for her to learn a lesson. So what was your favorite part of her growth in this in these 12 dates you could pick the one with her and the main guy but that wasn't my favorite one can i say mine was the final day because it meant we were about to get out of this groundhog loop <laughs> i like her and her neighbor yeah i like the neighbor yeah. that cooks yeah. yeah what was that neighbor in I know, I know I've seen her in other stuff before, but I was too lazy to IMDB her. I know I've seen her in something. She, she's, in, she's in lots of different things. She's always playing the neighbor or yeah. the aunt or something. She's in like 60 different TV shows or something over the years. It's, it's crazy. Hmm. That's just curious because she, she looked and sounded very familiar. I was just trying to figure out what I knew her from. Uh, lots of other Christmas movies. Really? Oh, she was in Big Fat Greek Wedding and two. And Dawn of the Dead. Dawn of the Dead. That's it. She was a trucker lady. That's what you know her from? Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's funny. <laughs> so what were y'all's favorites? So I liked about halfway through when she decides that if she pretends she's a nice person and good, maybe it'll end. And she's like, all, it's all pretty much over the top, right? It's, it's not believable. And then she starts to get mad because her fake approach isn't working. It's like, at that point, you're kind of annoyed because it's like, okay, so you know what should be happening here. You know you should be learning something, but you're not. But mm-hmm. uh, it's kind of so funny. So when she's buying stuff for everybody and... Yeah. Okay. Fur coat for the person that was She goes shopping and she... Yeah. That's when she... Uh, I also like when she decided that the best thing she could do, I think Anthony already mentioned it, was when she got the tattoo. Yeah. Dyes her hair. I think that was more for her. Her saying, okay... If this is not a plan and I can't plan this out because it keeps happening, then I'm going to do exactly the opposite of what I would typically do. Well, have you guys... You know what? If I was stuck in a loop, I'd do the exact same thing. Have you guys seen the... Um, it only came out a few years ago. I think the, the sequel just came out. Uh, Happy Death Day. It's another groundhog type loop yeah. thing. So like, the previous one. Yeah. <laughs> so, like there's a point where she's so fed up of being in the loop she just decides to do whatever the heck she would never do in like the normal loop so like for example she just like walks across campus naked and just like owns like just goes out there and puts herself out there in all these situations like i'm just gonna have fun with it at this point if it's, i'm gonna keep waking up and reliving it and nothing matters so well, i like that's that. bill murray eating all of the sweets at the diner yep so like, i don't know that all, Makes sense. All, all of these, yeah, it does. So I actually have a question for you, Julia, because you said you didn't buy in 12 days she'd become a good cook or anything like that. Do you think Mm-mm. the 12 days is enough for her growth? No. Mm-mm. Not for this girl. This girl needed a lot longer than that. What about you, Todd? No, she she needed more time. But So she's going to need a minute here. Yeah. Is it just the writing then that you didn't buy it? Because I know it's not a Groundhog Day type thing, but Scrooge learned in one night had the growth. 
and everyone bought his growth and his change in one night. Well, but his experience was a little more dramatic too, right? Like instead of just reliving everything he's taken, he's like, all right, here you are. You're dead. Nobody cares. Yeah. That's a little bit more, more right in your face than, oh, here you are on the floor at the mall again. Plus two, <laughs> Scrooge used time travel, so we're not really sure exactly how long he was gone. He was just gone uh, and back within one night. So that's right. true. That's Spirits true. can do whatever they want, <laughs> or so I've heard. So if he goes back in time, is that technically still a day, or is that going backwards and negating where he's going to go in the future? Well, he did live through multiple days in the past because he saw himself as a kid, then he saw himself as an apprentice, and he saw himself in love and breaking up. So who knows how long he was back? There. Singing that right. terrible song, <laughs> Bell. Oh, the worst character in every adaptation. <laughs> That's it. That's what we need to do. That's our movie. We need to make Belle a really likable character. <gasps> Tell the Christmas Carol from Belle's point of view. From her perspective. That'd be interesting. There you go. There's our project for next year. Well, we only have one day with her, right? We don't see her in the present or future. No, that would be interesting to see her in the present or future. How her <laughs> life ended up. <gasps> I like it. The wheels are turning. Just sitting around <laughs> at, just sitting around in the future? Yep, I knew that guy Scrooge. Huh, wonder what happened to him. <laughs> Oh, what a shame he died. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, her in her old age, like, oh, he's probably dead. You know that? Like everybody else I know. <laughs> real dark here, guys. <laughs> probably be like Betty White when she said she needs a Ouija board to communicate with all her friends now. Oh, my God. <laughs> she said that. <laughs> That's the Betty White thing to say, isn't it? <laughs> we laugh, but it's like, oh, you've suffered a lot of loss in your life. <laughs> <laughs> Um, did y'all buy the chemistry between Amy Smart and Mark Paul Gossler in this movie at any point early in the 12 dates or at the end? I bought more of it from Mark Paul Gossler. Well, I think he wasn't, she wasn't supposed to have chemistry with the other one, right? Because they were broken up. Was it supposed to still be there? Well, no, I think Tom's saying he thinks Mark put the work in, but she didn't. At the end, like, yeah, like I I felt what he was I'm even at the end. I'm not really the the only thing I don't buy is I don't see what he sees even in with her. her at the end, what he sees in her. A little bit, but you know, love finds a way. Life finds, uh, a, way. finds a way. No one. Life. Stop. Park. Don't say it. Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. Go. Yep. Goldblum. Goldblum. The pause. It was the uh. Yep. It was the uh, uh that did it. Life. Like, why uh, do we know that? Finds a way. <laughs> <laughs> I also liked how she develops a relationship with her dad's new wife who is the one that fixed them up to begin with. Um, I, I'm not saying it was well done on her part. Are you at a rave right now? Tom? <laughs> For those who can't see Tom looks like he's in like a you know, the, the multicolored <laughs> lights flashing behind him. It's the iPad to my room. Oh man, that's fancy. It's cool. It's fun. <laughs> so um, the the stepmom. So I, step- I, I, I don't. I, I can't imagine at the beginning the stepmom trying to hook her up with somebody as good as Mark Paul Gossler. I I laughed and I laughed during that when she first went home before she started going back in time, and she's like, "Oh, I just got off the phone with uh, Mark Paul Gossler. You ditched him? Yeah, I'll call him tomorrow. Oh, you missed your chance, sweetheart." Like, yeah. she, was like, like she was like yeah i was like whoa but i laughed and i oh, laughed yeah. 
laughter. There's always a reason that Amy Smart should have listened to before going through this over and over. Again. <laughs> um, her this the stepmom and her dad had a really sweet relationship, though that made me happy. And their whole house was like the center of the Christmas feels. Yeah, it was so beautifully decorated and. Just the way they acted around each other was very warm and exactly what I need at Christmas time. Um, I didn't get any Christmas feels from this movie. Oh, I you did. Didn't? No, I did. like even their house. Like I just thought, here I am. I stuck up for Pete's Christmas. I'll stick it for Hallmark now. Like subpar compared to what Hallmark does with their film, with their atmosphere. Well, okay. No, let's be fair. I, Hallmark does it better than anybody, including. Yeah, but ABC. but there are ABC Family movies that do it like the Hallmark level. Like it's just so. This just wasn't one of them. So the dad, though. We're switching roles from a couple weeks ago, Anthony. I know. I'm going to be the one getting all the hate this week. Oh, man. I hope so. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah, of course. (laughs) Todd, I am so sorry. I do not like this movie. (laughs) Don't don't apologize. (laughs) But I feel feel like you're getting the true Tis the Podcast experience (laughs) with one of us, like, just completely being a downer. I'm glad it's not me who's poo-pooing all over the everything the guest loves and holds dear yeah it's it's gonna switch in two weeks when we have another guest on doing rankin bass and he's in love with the rankin bass stuff and you're gonna be i'd feel i'd feel shortchanged if i came on and everybody loved the movie i'd I'd feel like it wasn't a true experience (laughs) so you did say that you got the feels though from this movie even yes. even I'm sure even if you watch it in your house that's fully decorated for Christmas yes, when you're not yes. in the middle of selling or buying you get the Christmas feels. I, I, absolutely. This to, to me this movie is worth watching just to get towards the end when they have the house full of people and and yeah. they're, they're having the party. It, it's worth sitting through that first hour and ten minutes to, just to to get to that scene where there's the house full of people and and everybody's there and so Todd. That, Todd, where do you live? <laughs> I live in the a small town in southeast Missouri. I thought Todd, just, just, to, just to give you the true tis a podcast experience, I'm just going to make a slightly sarcastic comment about something you just said. You said it was worth sitting through the first hour and 10 minutes to get to that scene. This movie yeah. is only an hour and 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, that's about right. It's an hour and 27 minutes, something like that, so... Okay. Yeah. I just, I just want to be sure. Yeah. I just want to well, point that out. You could argue that those last 10, 10 minutes are not as sweet oh. if you don't have the hour and 10 right. minutes. That's true. That's Look, true. I, I liked the first, I liked the last 10 minutes. Yeah. I did. Mm-hmm. I, I liked the yeah. resolution to this. But real quick, Julia, because you talked about her parents real quick earlier, and then we got side railed. Her dad. Mm-hmm. I feel like the kind old dad is a trope in these movies, like the Hallmark films. Totally. Like he just reminded me of that stereotype that's in all of them. Like you can take this dad and switch him with any other dad in one of these films and there would be no difference really. I I don't need a difference. That's what I'm (laughs) saying. No, no, no. I'm not not saying. (laughs) I like the. You're totally right. I like the dad. I was just wanting to point out like it's totally. It is absolutely absolutely a trip is that how you see is that how you see marty with grown kids julia probably no <laughs> no he's no you don't see Maybe. any kind loving old dad he'll be kind loving but he has fun too he's already gray so you might have to halfway be there fox. he is a silver fox i tell him that um he saw a guy driving in a gigantic truck 
down the highway the other day and on the license plate thing that goes around your license plate it said silver fox on it and he's like he called me he's like what kind of guy drives a truck with one of those things on it that says silver fox he's like why would you put that on your own truck i'm like his wife probably bought it for him and he's like if you bought that for me i wouldn't put it on my truck are you kidding he's like that's embarrassing I could probably guilt him. I saw one. It was uh, supposed to be God and us, but they abbreviated and and just put in God and us. Or no, and us. They didn't have the D and it just looked like it said God's an- God and us. Oh, no, that's bad. They should have thought about that. They should have thought that one through. Okay. <laughs> let's, um, let's do final thoughts on this movie before we rank it. Well, it, do you guys think it passes the Linus test? It does. You, it passes. You have to admit it does, Anthony. It does. I'm not arguing that. But... Todd, are you in agreement? Yes, absolutely. The way you said, does it pass the light assessment? Maybe think Anthony's going to say, going to chime in and say, you're wrong. <laughs> Man, talk about gang up on Anthony tonight. What the heck? Hey, I'm just trying to, I'm just setting the pace for her, for our listeners to harass you all over Reddit. <laughs> I hope it backfires and they're like, Tom. <laughs> like, just like it's it did so the Grinch episode. Me. Tom, you were so mean to Anthony. Oh, but that's because that was a terrible movie. Uh, I still like that episode. In all fairness, they didn't get to, they didn't get to hear you, uh, you towards me on Pete's Christmas. Whoa, I wasn't mean. It was still two against one in that one. So. You were mean in that episode. You were mean, Anthony. I was mean so on the mean. movie. Have you seen Pete's Christmas, Todd? What's that? Have you seen Pete's Christmas? I don't think I have, actually. Okay, well, you would I love it for, I, I because you're for, good people. Yeah. I was waiting, <laughs> for, waiting the, for the review to come out from Tiz the Podcast before I see it. Well, that Enjoy. might actually be happening. <laughs> yeah, because we, we, we had the agreement that we would do it again if somebody brought it up, so. <laughs> yep, and then I will be in my own Groundhog Day hell trying to escape. <laughs> <laughs> But Anthony, um, Anthony, I'll be trapped in it until I say something nice about the movie. I wake up every day recording the same episode. <laughs> oh my gosh, what if you show up some Tuesday and you're like, guys, you'll never believe what has happened. <laughs> it's Tuesday every day. Every Christmas version of Groundhog Day. All of them. Oh man, if there were, if there were, as much as I like talking to you all, I would hate it to be Tuesday every day. <laughs> yes, I agree. Um, <laughs> before we rank, I want to, we got a lot of chatter on this on, um, on our social media pages about this particular movie. People were very excited to chime in on it. Um, and there's some pretty funny conversations. So um, Reddit was the most active and I just want to read a few comments people <laughs> on Reddit because they fit they fit in pretty well. GJ Devella, a name you hear quite a bit. He's also a faithful listener. He mentioned um, he's this is one of those flicks where you turn your brain off and watch. Totally agree. Um, he also mentioned that um, despite the heavy-handed approach and ultra-fast romance, he liked it. Also agree. And then I also love that he noticed that um, Mark Paul Gossler really does try in this movie. So he seemed to be... <laughs> The same on all of this. Um, my favorite comment, though, I think is from Disco54, who asks the question, is this the one where he hates Christmas? So she secretly arranges stuff for him until he likes it and he finds out. And then I did stuff and it was Tuesday. 
Yeah, it's one of those. But G. Davila commented back, no, it's the Christmas Groundhog Day. Disco says, to be fair, there are lots of Christmas Groundhog Days. <laughs> and they started listing all the Christmas Groundhog Days and getting them confused <laughs> because there are quite a few. So I think we're kind of all in the same boat, maybe except for Anthony on this one. I do oh. want to give a shout out as well just because I know her personally. On Facebook, Lauren Simone wrote, I hate watch this film every year. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, yeah, there are so... a lot more other films you should hate watch instead of this one. <laughs> All right, so let's figure out where we will rank this movie. While we're figuring that out, I just want to ask Todd, am I going to wake up tomorrow and you'll have deleted me as a friend on Facebook because I... Tr- <laughs> is that an option can we delete anything from facebook <laughs> Gosh. no no uh i believe I'm, in this i believe in this thing called differencing of opinions <laughs> doesn't make you a bad oh. person <laughs> so. todd i love you okay so as you know todd we rank our movies against a master list um we're just going to ask if you'll rank it zero to ten <laughs> right. on, on what you would put at your list at um so we're all looking at a form and we never do this ahead of time because we're all terrible and so we have to the last moment go oh crap where do we put this movie so that's what we're doing now who has their rankings i do figured out you do okay one second okay <laughs> i'm gonna put oh, wow. in wow looks like i'm the only one who was prepared tonight guys you know what the question is when it comes to ABC Family and Hallmark movies is how do I like it in comparison to The Hot Ghost of Christmas? I kid you not. That's like the first place my eye goes. I'm like, there's Hot Ghost. Okay. Is it a better than Hot Ghost or not as good as Hot Ghost? Better than Hot Ghost. All right. Tom, what do you give it? I'm going to go with a four. Anthony. So this was hard for me to figure out because it, I had to... I did not like this movie, <laughs> but I had to decide, was it a better version of the Christmas Groundhog Day than Pete's Christmas, the last episode? Now, I gave Pete's Christmas a 1.75, so I'm going to give this a 1.8. I'm going to, actually, I'm on the same level as Tom right now, who's giving you the evil eye big time. <laughs> I'm going to go with a four, which coincidentally puts it on the same level as Christmas every day. Um, let's save the best for last. Todd, where do you rank well, it? I have to admit that th- this movie hits me in a soft spot, so I have to figure that in, into consideration. But You can I, wear a protective cup for that. <laughs> <laughs> really? Oh, man. Oh, all these years in pain and agony. <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> but... I, I'd get I'd I'd probably put this at like a four seven five. Nice. So that puts it at number forty four on this list, in between planes, trains, and automobiles, and the nine lives of Christmas at three point two six seven. Not the nine lives of Christmas. That was a god. That was a good movie. It just that wasn't was... Christmassy enough. Yeah, that's what we said. It didn't have the atmosphere. Otherwise, that probably uh-huh. would have ranked higher. We did it because we prefaced it a million times in that episode. We're not saying don't watch it. Just like be prepared it doesn't have the snow. I gave it like a one or a one and a half or something. I did not rank that movie very highly. Yeah, until you were it's too much 
I didn't have the one point. Ha ha. I gave it a 1.25. It's right in between oh. the two that I said. <laughs> I'm feeling happier, so I'm going to change my mood lighting here. So we loved all the discussion we got this week on our social media pages, all the people chiming in about this film. So we want to keep the conversation going. Let us know what you thought of what we thought about this movie. Send the hate mail to me. Send the hate mail to Tom for being too mean to me this week. You can visit our social media pages on, at www.tisapodcast.com slash Facebook slash Reddit slash Twitter slash Instagram, and it will take you to those pages, and you can join in. Reddit and Facebook are pretty active, and Twitter is actually pretty active this week, too. Um, we also appreciate reviews. Uh, anybody who leaves us a review on Facebook or iTunes or anywhere you find this podcast helps new listeners find this podcast and helps us to spread the Christmas cheer 365 days per year, which is what we want to do. And I just want to read a new review we got this past June 3rd. Uh, five-star review on iTunes from Benzman. He wrote, great podcast. I love this podcast. It's so nice to have a place to go to keep the Christmas spirit alive 365 days a year, and they are so fun to listen to. So thanks, Spence Man. Thanks. Yes. <laughs> no, no, Tom is the worst. Yes. Um, so we really want to thank Todd for joining us today and for her being such a good spirit. Um, if you haven't yet, check out Christmas Clatter podcast. You can hear Todd. Um, over there, it's a very eclectic Christmas podcast. Uh, a lot of fun. Lots of fun. And if you would like to appear with us on an episode, you can, where you pick a movie and almost inevitably one of us will hate all over it through an entire episode with you here <laughs> you, by becoming a patron. I feel like we, should, we, we share 50-50. I, I would say that's fair. I would say that's fair. So you can, uh, you can either have Anthony or I hate on your movie that you pick. Um, by joining us on Patreon. Um, if you don't want to give it that level, like uh, people like Todd did, you can give as little as a dollar a month. And um, be on the lookout. Leon Day is one week away. Be on the lookout, if patrons, for a little Christmas gift from the elves here at Tis the Podcast. Christmas gift? I want one. If you're going to sign up for Patreon to host an episode, though, don't ask Tom about our, uh, don't ask Todd about how hard it is to schedule an episode because he may uh, talk you out. Oh. But it, but it worked out in the end. What, what was this, Todd, like our fifth time trying to uh, schedule a day? Something like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Fifth or sixth time. It was oh. on tonight, then it was off tonight, then it was back on tonight. So <laughs> I would apologize, but I would apologize, but none of that is my fault, Todd. Well, <laughs> well, well, it wasn't Tom's fault tonight, but we were originally supposed to record last week early, and then he had to open his pool. So next week we are covering Made for TV film Christmas at Graceland. And the week after, we will be covering the grand Avengers-esque crossover fin Rankin-Bass finale. Rudolph and Frosty's Christmas in July with special guest star and loyal patron listener, Jerry Davila. So that will be fun. Another listener, another guest. Did you just compare Rankin and Bass to Avengers? They were the first ones to do it. They do the to crossover. Do, to do the big bring all the separate ones together into the big crossover film. Well, Todd has some good news. Yes. 
276,480 minutes until Christmas. It doesn't sound so good. Mine's a little better. 4,608 hours. Uh, do you one better? 192 days. I'll do you a lot better. It's 27 weeks. About six months and one week. Next week oh, is Leon nice. Day. Next week's Yay. Leon Day, the official halfway point. How crazy. Time to get out the Christmas that? tree. Yeah, it's time to bust out the Christmas tree. That's what I was thinking too. How our, crazy is that, guys? Like halfway. This year's flying. Yeah. Our Hobby Lobby had Christmas ornaments up on top of the shelves on May the 6th. So oh my gosh. I just, First walked, I just walked through and looked up, you know, <laughs> just to see them. Isn't it wonderful? Yes. I love it. <laughs> All right. Well, Todd, thank you again. This was so much fun. Oh, and It was. Go hey, listen to Todd's podcast. Todd, maybe we should have some sort of joint collaboration thing coming up soon. What do you think? Some Avengers-esque style collaboration? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> For those of you listeners, pay attention. That may have been a hint. That may have been a hint. Maybe, maybe something special. There's a special day coming up soon. Not Leon Day. So don't get too excited. <laughs> All right, guys. Do your homework and come back with us next week. Bye, guys. On the twelfth day of Christmas, my true love sent to me twelve drummers drumming, eleven pipers piping. Ten lords a leaping, nine ladies dancing, eight maids a melting, seven swans a swimming, six geese a laying, five gold rings, five golden rings, four calling birds, three French hens, two turtle doves, and a partridge in a pear tree, and a partridge in a pear tree.